When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Follow me on all social media at Mr. Mo Kelly, M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y. If you want to talk to me, best way is Twitter. If you want to see me, best way is Instagram. Oh, go to my personal website, MrMoKelly.com, just in case you missed that fabulous conversation I had impromptu, unscripted, unplanned, unforeseen with Jay Leno earlier in the week. He just called in just because he was listening, heard me talking about cars, wanted to jump in. And then we ended up talking about comedy. It was a classic bucket list conversation. So you can go to MrMoKelly.com and check that out. Something else that I love to discuss and I live for, movies. Absolutely love them. Now, I'm not that guy who's seen everything everywhere of every genre. I'm saying I know a little something about movies and the stuff that I do enjoy, I really enjoy. I'm never going to be that guy who talks about the Oscars. Oh, yeah, I've seen this, I've seen that, I've seen that, and I've seen that. No, most of the stuff I haven't seen because I like to be very judicious with my time as far as what I do see. And and I love talking to people who don't know anything about movies or TV like Mark Rahner. True story. Go ahead. You know what's coming, right? You know what's coming. Some uh, Avatar truther business? <laughs> no, well, that's for later in the okay. program. <laughs> Avatar truther. I like that. No, but this is actually TV. You came up to me before the show today. Oh, right. Okay. And you said, hey, and I'm paraphrasing. You can correct me. Paraphrasing. Mo, Tawala, you got to go back and watch Kung Fu. And I said, the David Carradine one? Because they have a remake that's out now. 
And I said, David Carradine? And he's, and Mark, take it away. What did you say? Well, first of all, I want you to know that I am 100% immune to your mockery about this. That's good to know. But there's a free coming. there's a free streaming app called Plex, P-L-E-X, and I discovered that they have for free all three seasons of the early 70s TV series Kung Fu with David Carradine. And I decided I was just going to watch them chronologically straight through. And I've uh, I've consumed 20 of them in a row now, and I love it. I love it. it not only... Does it hold up well? But it's actually gotten me kind of emotional more than once. Wait, um, you actually said that Kung Fu is holding up well? It's wonderfully made. I, some of the same people from the original Star Trek were involved in making it. It looks terrific. The photography is terrific. Um, there's even a lot of the same actors. It's a great, great show. Carradine is great in it. Um, and I just cannot fathom the bitterness and hollowness of you and Tawala for even attempting to mock me over loving this show when it it could change your life. The show mocks itself. Kung Fu is an American action-adventure martial arts western drama series starring David Carradine. The series follows the adventures of Kwai Chang Kane. Kwai Chang Kane, a Shaolin monk who travels through the American Old West armed only with his spiritual training and his skill in the martial arts as he seeks Danny Kane, his half brother right right it's great it's like it's kind of like the fugitive or maybe touched by an angel but with some occasional oh ass gosh. kicking it's fantastic oh it's gosh. wonderful anybody listening you watch this show it'll make you happy it will it will wow. it's like an hour's respite from all the terrible stuff going on right now that you're gonna terrible. love it look mark i don't mock you <laughs> sir for liking this i love you brother i just know that when it comes to kung fu my memory, if serves me correct, this was not a good show. It's a. It's been I remember, fifty years. How could you remember it? Look, I'm ta- I'm talking about watching it because this this show reran forever, Ever. forever. Saw it in the late seventies, early eighties. Yes, it was in syndication. It, this show was on, and I remember when we first were introduced to Kung Fu. The very first thing out of anyone's mouth was. You know this was supposed to be Bruce Lee's show, right? That's you know a myth. This was that stolen is, from that him. is a myth. Uh, again, I'm just saying that that's how it was laid out. It's. I got to jump in there. It. It may not have been factual that it was specifically for Bruce Lee, but it was a direct result of Bruce Lee because they were trying to capture the the martial arts phenomenon of the early 1970s by way of Bruce Lee. And they also knew that it would have been much more marketable if a non-Asian actor played the lead role. I love Bruce Lee as much as anyone. I mean, whose life, I mean, Mo, you and I have both been in martial arts since our teens, uh, whose life wasn't changed by Andrew the Dragon. Yes, but absolutely. I think when you're talking about uh, a, a show being stolen from Bruce Lee, it's probably that Circle of Iron movie that David Carradine was also in. No, 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 not so much that it, it, was, it was it was as Mo uh, alluded to that the idea of bringing martial arts to television for all to see came from saying, hey, what this guy Bruce Lee is doing is fantastic. Inclusive what, of the Green Hornet. Inclusive of the Green Hornet. Reasons why they kept a mask on him in Green Hornet reasons why he was not ever cast on an American television show really after that, why he left and said, wait, what you guys are doing Kung Fu, but you're not going to put an actual martial arts star in me 
on the show? Well, here's the thing that nobody wants to hear, especially fans of Bruce Lee, and I count myself among those. I've been to his grave in Seattle, the whole nine yards. Bruce Lee wasn't a great actor, okay? David Carradine was a better actor. And a piss-poor martial act, artist. The acting yes, in that absolutely. Was, was, yeah. was not stellar. David, yeah, the, the martial arts and kung fu look slow and awkward by today's standards because of all the stuff we've been exposed to. No, 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 no. It's bad. Period. Oh. Now, I will defer to Tawala, who actually took wushu, okay? Really? So, I did no, not no, know no. this. Wing Chun. Wing Chun, excuse me. Yes. Wing Chun. So, I just say it this. I have a problem with the show, the whole premise, just like um, Last Samurai with... Uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Not even in the same universe. How dare you, sir? <laughs> How dare you? It's in the same universe. It's in the same continent. The whole premise of this guy, who and I call it the Tarzan premise. It's like, he, okay, he's over there, I don't know for how long, and he's like mastered these arts, and those arts were closed to the West at that time. Closed. They did not... And this Wait, as, as Chang Kane's half Chinese. What are you even talking about, Mo? Yeah, David Carradine. I'm talking about David Carradine. It's a character. It's fiction. Do you understand this thing called fiction that we sometimes consume? I do. I do. But it's a load of BS, which keeps me from enjoying the show because the martial arts is bad. The acting is bad. The premise is laughable, but it's not funny. I think some time in a Shaolin monastery would do you <laughs> a world of good. I'll meet you in the hallway. I know where you work. You guys want to hear my first introduction to David Carradine? Please. Are you talking about the death report? Exactly. How the did I know? <laughs> oh, okay. I have some trivia after you say that. Go ahead. Go ahead. He said it. No, that was, that was it. Oh, that's it? Yeah, just how well, he died was how I found out about him. Well, years ago, uh, I was interviewing Carradine in a hotel suite for Kill Bill, I think, Volume 2. Hey, now. And he was great. He was a good interview, a smart guy, surprisingly strong as well. And and I and I just, I always try to do oddball things in an interview. So I say, show me this five-finger touch of death from the movie. And he says, oh, you don't want me to do that. And I'm like, well, Sure I do. I don't want you to kill me or anything, but, and then there's this silence on the tape recorder and all you can hear is me going, oh, 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 because he abruptly in the middle of this interview grabs my windpipe with his thumb really hard. And I can see my eyes are bulging out of my head. I can see across the hotel suite, his two publicists are just in stark horror at the time. Anyway. Do you uh, think he enjoyed it? Well, I think it's probably the same hand that they found him with later on in the hotel room that, that Eric just mentioned. KFI AF640, we're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's the John and Ken Show. Oh, boy. Last segment, I was talking about how I love movies so much, and we sort of digressed and got distracted by Mark Ronner, who was determined to talk about Kung Fu and David Carradine. I don't know how he got there. I really dragged you into that, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did, and I don't appreciate it. So we're going to get to the movies this segment. Here are some movies that I know that I am excited to see in 2023 and i think you listening right now will be excited as well i don't care what anyone has to say a cult classic is on the horizon and it will be here february 24th i'm talking about cocaine bear yes if you see one movie in 2023 see cocaine bear and it's about and it's based on true events Loosely based on true events, where a bear happens upon some cocaine which fell out of a drug smuggler's airplane and ingests it. In real life, the bear dies. In this real movie, the bear goes on a killing spree. And it is very profane 
exceptionally violent and potentially potentially very hilarious. I mean, there are sight gags, there's uh, writing gags, dialogue gags. It's just my type of humor. It's like the hangover meets, um, I don't know, Halloween. I have a feeling this movie might be like a Super Troopers type movie. Yes and no, except that Super Troopers, I don't think, was this over-the-top violent. Right, yes, aside from the violence, but that type of feel to the movie. Oh, I think so. I think so. I I think it's an instant cult classic. If it is half as good as the trailer, which we can't even play for you because it's so vulgar. I like vulgarity. I like violence. And you have violence and vulgarity based around a somewhat true story and a bear is going to town on people. Love it. And you have some credible actors in it as well. The other thing to love about it is the directness of the title. Just kind of like hobo with a shotgun. (laughs) Yeah. You You know what you're getting when you you buy the ticket. You kind of know what it's about. You know, it's not like they're leaving anything to chance. It's like cocaine, bear. That's it. That's all you need to know. And you kind of get the plot. Bear on cocaine kills everybody. And you're rooting for the bear. You're going in rooting for the bear. Yeah. Not the people. That makes it a great idea. And I wonder who was the the genius, and I mean this sincerely, who was the genius who decided to walk into some um, studio executive's office and said, hey, I got the greatest idea for a movie. It's it's not going to be big budget, but it's high concept. It's real simple. Cocaine, bear. We can make it for $10 million. It'll probably make $100 million. You know who I just saw was in it? And we kind of talked about him earlier this week, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're they're incredible actors in it. I mean, a bunch. I can't list them all off the top of my head, but I can look it up. I just remember that they're real actors. It was uh, one of Ray Liotta's last. Yeah, he's yes, it was. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is weird because it's cocaine bear. Um, Outside of everything Marvel that's coming, I'm super looking forward to John Wick Chapter Four. I am too. Yeah, I am too. And it's one of those movies. Like I said, I like violence, and there will be vulgarity. It won't be uh, funny slapstick, but there will be some funny moments in it, I'm sure. And I just like the John Wick, um, I can't call it a series, but the... Franchise? Franchise, yeah. yeah. I like it because Keanu Reeves doesn't try to do too much. He doesn't try to say too much. He doesn't try to have these great one-liners. The, the martial arts that he does is not over the top. It's not like, okay, we can see the stuntman. No, he's doing his work, and it's just it's – it, 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 usually when you see in these franchises, they get weaker the more movies they go along. No, this has actually gotten stronger. Yeah, yeah. The last one, there were things done in an action sense that I had never seen before, and that's what made it win. Well, each one gets more and more personal. You know, it starts off with this dog, but it gets more and more personal, the people who keep effing over him. Yeah, And now he's got to take out the table, I guess, as they call it. And he's teaming up with Morpheus. And they're going to wreck shop together. I just, I think it sets up for a fantastic finale. What say you, Mark Ronner? Those movies are so much fun and so hilariously over-the-top violent. I took my girlfriend to John Wick 3, and I loved it in direct proportion to the degree to which she was horrified by it. <laughs> the more horrified she was, the more you loved it. It just enhanced it. Yeah, it's tons of fun. And it's a great, great vehicle for Keanu Reeves, who he's been in other stuff. Like, do you want to see him in Shakespeare? No, I want to see him in this. Yeah. 
And it rejuvenated his career. I don't think that there is, and it was a bad movie, but The Matrix Resurrections, that doesn't get made without the John Wick franchise. For all of this resurgence in his career, and now he's a newfound superstar all, all over again, you can trace it directly back to John Wick. He's so lucky to have found this vehicle for him because a lot of the actors that you and I love as action movie fanatics, like... Steve McQueen found great vehicles for himself. I'm not sure what a great actor he was, and I love the guy. But if you watch, say, uh, The Thomas Crown Affair, but if you watch Bullet, yes, perfect mm-hmm. vehicle. And that's what John Wick was for Keanu Reeves. I wasn't so sure about the first extraction. I was. For, I didn't for, like it. I no, never no, no, finished no. it. Look, I, I like the action. That 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 one nonstop. Uh, the one cut scene? The one cut scene. One of the best action sequences ever filmed as far as hand-to-hand combat and and action of that level. They're saying that this film, Extraction 2 with Chris Hemsworth, they're taking the one cut to a whole new level where almost half of the film is a one-cut action sequence. If they can pull it off, that's great. Here's my problem with Extraction, and I think it's true of other stuff that Chris Hemsworth does. I think he's a fine actor, but this goes back to what Mark Ronner was saying. It has to be the right vehicle. He's a funny guy. And when he's allowed to show off that aspect or that portion of his personality and acting skills, I think it works. But when they try to make him too serious, like an extraction, and he did a movie like Black Hat where he's a hacker, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, For me, I'm not trying to diss him as an actor. Like when he was in Ghostbusters, he was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I'm not looking forward to Extraction 2 because the first one... It was great action. The story just didn't, it just seems so, like I'd seen that story a thousand times before. And, yeah. And yeah. I liked the action. I just didn't like it enough to even finish the movie. And if I didn't finish the movie, then I probably won't come back for the sequel. But that's just me. Are you guys looking forward to Oppenheimer? Yes. Oh. And I said it before, if only because yes. when I was a kid, I wrote a, a, a report on him. We had to write a, a report on a famous historical figure. And I did mine on Robert Oppenheimer. I think it was maybe fourth grade or so. So I've always had this fascination with him and that period in history of the creation of the atom bomb and how it changed the course of history. I'm looking forward to it, if only because Christopher Nolan is one of those few directors, if he makes it, I'm going to watch it. I may not love it. I didn't love Tenet. I loved, um, what was the first one? Uh, the Batman franchise. No, 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 no. Um, Shoot, I'm getting old. Oh, oh no! Uh, with with the um with DiCaprio. Yes, yes. Uh, Inception. 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 Phenomenal. Loved yes. Inception, mm-hmm. and I forgot. Someone had had to remind me that he did Memento. So, uh, Christopher Nolan, I love as a director because he sees a story in a way very different from most directors. So I trust him as a director. That said, it doesn't mean it's going to be a great movie. But I trust him. And since, from what I read, they created a conventional explosion on par with Hiroshima and Nagasaki to demonstrate the blast power of the original atom bombs. So Nolan, he's a very smart, what I call Michael Bay. It's not big for the for the, just the purpose of being big. Hmm. He's, a, he's a much better storyteller. Sorry, Michael. You know, that's just the way it is. No, 100% agree. He's got the hugest cojones of any director working right now. 
And so even his openings of his movies are just designed to pull you in and let you know that you're in good hands, and this guy has more nerve than any director alive. Yeah, and, and Interstellar, I love the concept, didn't quite love the execution, the things I could quibble, but if Christopher Nolan does it, I'm going to be right there to see it. This is the Johnny Ken Show, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Mark, I thought of you when I saw the news that the Stan Lee documentary is coming to Disney Plus in 2023. I thought of you because I wondered, did you ever have a chance to interview him? I did, and you're not going to believe this, but I actually, and I'm serious when I say this, I told him I thought he deserved a Nobel Prize because when you take into account the reach he's had and the lives he's affected with his work, yeah, why not? This week would have been Stan Lee's 100th birthday, and to celebrate, Disney Plus has announced that an, that an original documentary on him will arrive sometime in 2023. I never had a chance to meet him. The closest I got to meeting him was it was a screening of Doctor Strange, and it was in Hollywood, and it was not announced to anyone, but we were watching the movie right before the movie started. They introduced Stan Lee, and then they had all the kids in the auditor in the movie theater come up and get on stage and meet him and take a picture with him. Aww. But yeah, it, it was a great moment. But I never had a chance to meet him. Always wanted that opportunity. Wow. Twala, did you ever meet him? No, no. I think that right there was the closest we had come to meeting him. I know we were trying to get him on the air. Yep. Shortly before he passed, and then just the timing didn't work because we weren't on the day uh, on the air the day he was available so you know we'll, we'll see how that changes but that was that was my chance i know stanley I'm, I'm not as big of a marvel guy as you guys are but i know he always had a thing of putting himself in like a cameo in all of his movies has every he, one of them has he still done or has marvel still done that since his passing they did a few after his passing Oh, okay. Things that he already filmed, though. They're already filmed. Yeah. They already filmed. Oh, yeah. they're, they're not doing the thing where they where they have they're a. They're not inserting uh, him. They're not Star Wars in it, him. It's like not they like they Fred Astaire dancing with the uh, vacuum cleaner. It's it's still him. Yeah, they're not going to. Let's say they have Ant Man and Quantum Mania coming out in early 2023. There's not going to be a Stan Lee cameo where they're going to digitally insert him. Got it. That yeah. decision was made before his passing that they were not going to do that. Um, and I appreciate that because I think it would have just cheapened the value of them. I have a lot of comic uh, industry friends who have worked with Stan Lee. I mean, apart from the usual things you hear about him, maybe hogging credit for things he co-created like Spider-Man with Steve Ditko. I've never heard anybody say that he's a bastard or anything. Everybody likes him. Yeah. And that's rare in this business. Yeah. yeah. Rare. Yeah. Rare. And I think the, the thing that I most appreciated, and this is really inside baseball, when Marvel did their take on DC characters and Marvel did Batman and Superman and so forth. And I actually loved what Marvel came up with more than what DC came up with Marvel characters. You read those? Yes. Yes. I have not read those. Oh, but but the, the artwork is fantastic. But the Batman of those is like an actual Batman, Man. correct? Yeah. The, the, I actually like their take on Superman more than anything. It's like, man, I actually like that Superman better than what DC had offered up until that point. I could dig that. I could dig that. I mean, look, the man was a genius. I mean, he he changed um, my life for sure. You know, my introduction to comic books um, actually came by way of Spider-Man and his amazing friends, the animated series. Like, I was familiar with comics and you know, saw him around, saw him at 7-Eleven. Oh, hey, yeah, that looks cool. I picked it up. But no no affinity to him. 
And while watching Spider-Man and his amazing friend, Stanley was the narrator. And the way he used to end every, you know, episode is Excelsior. And, and I was just like, something about this guy. And then when I saw his name on a comic book, it was, it, it made me pick it up and read it. And I was like, wow, this is such an amazing story. And I followed along with the adventures of the X-Men. And then from there, you know, 30 plus years of, in a comic uh, book storage facility slash garage later, look, th this man deserves every flower laid upon him. And I cannot wait to see this documentary. It's what, 2023? Yeah. Yeah. And rarely can you point to a person who directly and indirectly, and here's the larger point, rarely can you point to a person who may have single-handedly, dare I say, changed television and movies from a content perspective and also a distribution perspective because without a Stan Lee, there is no Disney Plus. Let's be honest now, okay? Disney has a sizable catalog, but creating that fan base, that user base, that active fan base, I give a lot of credit to Stan Lee. He obviously changed publishing. There are not a lot of people who you can say have, have did all that in a short amount of time. And there were a lot of lean years for Marvel. You know, Marvel was on, on the verge of bankruptcy until and they had to sell off pieces like arms and appendages and what have you. And that's where the other movie studios came in and, and swooped up the rights to certain characters. Why you haven't seen an actual standalone Hulk movie in forever. Oh, don't remember. You know, oh, the, the thing about Stan Lee that, that you should keep in mind is that he was a magnificent, fun figurehead for Marvel and DC never had somebody like that. Never. I mean, they have Carmine Infantino running the place that people in the comics industry know, but no civilian knows what that name is. Everybody knew Stan Lee because he kind of tapped into this sort of kids show huckster vibe and he knew how to work it. Yeah. Well, you know, there won't be someone else like him, but hopefully someone can learn from him. And the whole idea of everything under one roof, all these properties, if DC ever gets their act together and figures out some of that magic that Stan Lee had created, because, you know, even before the MCU, Marvel was still doing the better movies because you can, you have to put it in there, even though they weren't great, like the X-Men movies weren't great, what? but they, they no, weren't great. They weren't great. They weren't great. They weren't great. Come on now. Okay. All right. I, I liked him as an X-Men fan, but the movies weren't great. That first X-Men movie changed all superhero movies, but this it is this, did. we're getting into the weeds. It did, but it still <laughs> wasn't great. But they had Blade and and generally I agree with what you're saying. That's 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 yeah. that's the yeah. point I made. You just got there before I did. Yes, it changed everything and everyone kind of has been trying to catch up since that time. This is the John and Ken Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. I've had a wonderful time sitting in for the guys. They'll be back on Monday. It'll be someone else tomorrow. I think, it, is it Chris Merrill who's going to be in? No, it's best of. Oh, it's best of tomorrow? And replay of Steve Gregory's Deadly Pill. Okay, okay. Well, see, shows how much I know. They don't keep me in the loop around here, but it's been a wonderful experience being able to sit in for John and Ken. I appreciate both of them. This does not happen without their approval and um, endorsement. So thank you both, John and Ken, and also Ray Lopez, producer for the John and Ken Show. Eric, you've been wonderful on the ones and twos. 
love talking sports and everything else with you. I always love working with you, Mo. I miss working with you on the weekends doing your show. Well, you know, Mo Kelly's show is coming to an end, so I don't know what to say. Hey, it was fun while it lasted, right? Look, we had a good 10 and a half years, almost 11 years. That's a pretty good run. Yeah. That's a pretty good run. Not many people can that. say they've had a show in Los Angeles for 10 plus or almost 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. And this business, they will get rid of you in a heartbeat. So I appreciate KFI for the opportunity to sort of just stretch my legs and, and grow and be part of the the history of this heritage station in Los Angeles. Who knows what 2023 will bring? Um, got some exciting things in the works. Who knows when we might announce them, but it's been tremendously enjoyable and enlightening working here at KFI. Oh, and I'm curious, um, is Chris Merrill there, who's coming up next in for Tim yes. Curry Jr.? Are you yes. a movie guy? I'm a movie-ish guy. One one quick correction. Uh, uh, John and Ken not back on Monday. I'm in for them on Monday. See just, uh, see how much see how little I know. Yeah. See how little. Yeah, I but, didn't want people to think you were lying to them on your last you, you well, know you your last broadcast. You didn't have so. to bust me out though, Chris. You I didn't, you I didn't mean to. I just little slide you left me by. checking the schedule real fast. I was afraid. Uh oh, <laughs> I got replaced real quick in the new year already. <laughs> hey, I've had people get fired. I know people who got fired while they were on the air. So it's it's uh, possible. Yeah, I I know of that guy too. And, uh, <laughs> in fact, I was scheduled to work later that day. Um, it's only happened. to find out the station disappeared. So yeah, look, uh, that happened in California just a couple of months ago. Yeah, there are a lot of yeah. people it's happened to. I'm saying it, you know it's happened more frequently than people would like to acknowledge. Wait a minute. What's that? That's uh-oh. uh-oh. Is it almost time already? Hey, is that oh, like the, no. the Oscars where you hit the music and that means get off the stage? I, I think it is, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Uh, uh. Is that you, Eric? <laughs> no, I, I think that was you, Chris. That's me? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> Your computer, maybe? <laughs> I guess <laughs> had an ad playing in the background. <laughs> Make some noise. Yeah, all right. I thought we were being ushered off. All right, my fault. Well, well sorry. You guys. almost pull a tube in there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> the, reason, the reason why I asked whether you're a movie guy, I just wondered, are you more eager and interested to see John Wick 4 or Cocaine Bear? Uh, John Wick 4. Are you familiar with Cocaine Bear? No. Oh, so I can't, see. I don't have a whole lot of interest at all. Oh. See, I'm, I'm not that big a movie guy, but I'm a big enough movie guy that. Just watch know, the trailer. I'm, just, yes. Just watch, okay, Cocaine. Oh, yes, I have seen. This is the one where the bear finds the cocaine in the woods? Yes. Is that the one? That's why it's titled Cocaine Bear. Oh, yes. Okay, I am actually <laughs> excited to see that now that you mention it. Yes, I do want to see that, but I guess probably John Wick. I'm more excited to see that one. I love the, the escapism of John Wick. It's just a, it's just old fashioned, uh, nonsensical violence. Yeah. Okay, let me throw a couple other things at you. Okay. Are you a purist in the sense that some movies should not be remade? Yes, I am. Yeah, there are some classics that need to remain that way. Uh, rarely does a remake do justice to the original, and mm-hmm. I know so many times they do it as almost an homage to the original, but. Mm, not very often, you know. There's there's probably a few. King Kong, I suppose, is one that. Uh, the, what was it? The '77 remake was better than the 1927. Yes, it was uh, with Jeff Bridges. Like that? Yes, yeah. Fay Ray, they done away. Mm-hmm. One of them. Uh, well, Fay Ray, I think was the original. Original, right? yeah, yeah. Um, um, let me see. They're going to do a remake of the movie Bullet, Steve McQueen. 
Oh, see, I feel like you got to leave all the Steve McQueen stuff alone. Like that's uh, that's sacred cows. You can't you can't take those on. Now, some people say if the person is dead, with all yeah. due respect, it means it's okay. It all depends on the script, I guess. It all depends on how that's going to be pulled off. And it, and again, so often it just doesn't get pulled off very well. Okay, Roadhouse. There's a remake in there. No. <laughs> but Patrick Swayze's gone. I'm with you. I say don't remake classics or cult classics ever under any circumstances. But I, I understand the commercial appeal. I mean, I know why they do it because we have to see it just so we can complain about it. But that's still going to cost us 15 bucks to go to the theater and see it. But here's the problem with it. They're trying to cash in on our nostalgia because a movie like Roadhouse or Bullet is only going to appeal to people of a certain age. And they'll get us in the theater but since it probably yeah. won't connect to the original movie in any way. Like, if you did a Bullet remake and it was uh, Detective Bullet's uh, grandson or something, I'm, I'm in. I want to see how that that story continues, oh, okay. okay? But that's not really a remake at that point. Like, they did that with Shaft. And, uh, they did a Shaft. They had subsequent generations working as, because they had Samuel L. Jackson. They had someone else who was playing, like, the grandson or something like that. Right. I, I'm fine right. with that. It was a bad movie, but I'm fine with that. Leave the original alone. What about the remakes where they bring the star of the original back for a cameo? They did See, that I in always Shaft. think that's really hokey. No, they did that oh, in did Shaft. Oh, did they do that? Yeah, they did do that. Yeah, he uh, did a cameo as the, like the grandfather, you know, whatever. But, you know, I don't oh, okay. mind yeah. that. I, don't, I really don't. I would rather they not make the movie at all. But that's just me. What's coming up on your show? Oh, well, we've got uh, more airport uh, messes. And uh, we'll we'll all get together and chant, rain, rain, go away come again another day so we'll have uh, 15 minutes of us just chanting that over and over and over again and pope watch 2022 continues for another night it's starting oh, to feel wrong. almost like a replay of that's, when the queen uh, fell ill remember and we were all watching the queen like is she gonna make it another day <laughs> kind of feels that way with the pope emeritus Chris, is that wrong you're going straight to that's hell so you're going straight oh, to hell. see the queen this is mm-hmm. look you're talking about the pope even though it's the pope emeritus yeah. you're talking about the person who's like Closest person to God well, he's a on quitter. Earth. <laughs> yeah, he's a quitter. Right? I so mean, you say that makes it different? Yeah, I mean, he gave up. So, you know. He abdicated. I don't think I'm going straight to hell. If I do, maybe it's just the first or second circle. That's it. If that makes you feel better. <laughs> Tim Conway, so Jr. Show. And we'll, we'll teach you how to fight at Disney. So that's coming up, too. Big show. <laughs> Tim Conway, Jr. Show with Chris Merrill coming up next. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.